Welcome back to the Global Gamers Podcast. We are back with, uh, I guess, a little bit of a confession first, because turns yeah. out that in our last episode, we lied. Yeah, it was just a small lie. We had said that the next episode would be one, a review of a game that we mentioned last time. But turns out, turns out that on Earth Day, a little game called Earth happened to just drop out of the sky. And we could not very well let such an auspicious day pass us by without comment. No. So this week we are going to be reviewing Earth. And I think we're both very excited about this. Yeah. This was um, one of my three most anticipated new games of 2023 when we had that discussion. It was. As soon as it released at our local game store, I biked down there and picked it up. And we played it last night for the first time. So this is going to be a little bit of a different review because normally we come into these reviews with a couple plays in and some fully formed opinions and thoughts on strategies. But this might be a nice test of like an initial initial thoughts, first impressions kind of review. Yes, this is our thoughts on the game at first blush and yeah, possibly subject to change, but... I don't know. I think it can be informative in a way sometimes to like just reflect on and think about what a game made you feel the first couple times you played it. Yeah. Just because, you know, some games are, you know, some games are slow burns. Like, honestly, I don't even remember the first time I played Wingspan. It was early I in do. the. Well, <laughs> yeah, actually. Was that the same, the same yeah. game? So we played it online. That's right. On Tabletopia during early. Uh, covid lockdown days and yeah it was a very glitchy slow experience but i guess it's a testament to how good how strong that the game, game is, is. even after all of that we yeah we, we worked came back through that and it. came back yeah we sure did um and not to really spoil too much but i have similar feelings about this game in terms yeah. of first impressions in that um coming out of the first play i definitely wanted to play again and would look forward to playing yes. again very soon. And now we just kind of have some of the pieces and cards laid out on the table. And I'm already like very intrigued. We were just going through some of the um, the cards and you know discussing some of what could be potential strategies. So it's kind of it's it's stuck. You know, I've, it's laid down roots and we're growing. It's it's ingrained, yeah. shall we say? Yes. Um, so one thing I do want to say just on theme at the outset, we've I know you know talked about the holiday and like. The game does very much fit into that. It's very yes. ecology-driven. Um, for fans of 1990s cartoons, this is probably the closest we'll ever get to a Captain Planet board game. <laughs> I would With a heavy focus I would on mushrooms. A very heavy yeah. focus on mushrooms. Um, <laughs> yeah. In terms of the theme, um, I guess there isn't really that much to say because I guess unlike some of the other... Um, nature animal themed games that we've talked about in full reviews or just in our ranking lists you know i'm thinking of wingspan cascadia we did parks recently right um i guess you could fit everdell into that category to an extent um this one is like there isn't as much like personality to the game per se i think part of that has to do with like the the artwork being just very photorealistic it almost has like a science classroom look to it in that it looks yeah. very educational and uh, yeah. normally 
I think like we talked offline about this when we played Ark Nova. Um, you know, like normally I prefer more stylized illustrative artwork, but I think for this game it works really well. Like, yeah. Being able to just see up close what these animals and plants and landscapes look like is very cool. Like in reality, because some of these things you may never be able to see in your whole life. And I think especially for yeah. some of the um the small plants and the fungi, like it's cool to kind of see them up close. That's true. So that's true. I appreciated that. And the one other thing I wanted to say on theme is I wasn't quite sure what to expect from this. I think partly I had the the show Planet Earth lodged in my brain, which is like, you know, a lot of animals as well as yeah. landscapes. Honestly, the box kind of looks like um, a Planet Earth documentary, yeah. like poster. Yeah. Um, and I won't say that's entirely not the case, but it is very much more landscape and fauna forward than Flora. animals. Oh, Flora yes. is the plants, fauna is the animals. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Very um, much flora for, forward. That's hard to say. Yeah. <laughs> so, Earth released right now in 2023. Yes. April 2023 is a 1 to 5 player game with an average playtime, according to BGG, of 45 to 90 minutes with a complexity rating of a 2.93. Hmm. And it was designed by Maxime Tardif. And there are several different artists listed. So I won't get into all of it. And um, the game was published by Inside Up Games. And it is currently climbing. It's currently, um, well, like the number one, like trending game. And it's currently sitting at number 586 overall on the top board game list. And that seems, I think it was like in the 600s a couple days ago. So it seems like it's doing very well. And that's yeah. part of why I think we wanted to have this discussion. Um, not just because we're enthusiastic about trying this game out, but because we think a lot of people right now may be looking at this game and, you know, be playing it for the first time or wanting to know what other people think about it, or might be on the fence in terms of deciding whether it's right for you. Yes. Um, so in terms of how to play this game, this is a tableau building game, mm -hmm. and you're basically building two different tableaus at once. You have a player mat in front of you that has, it's it's not the main action, but it kind of has the the ingredients that get you started. So basically what you have there is you have one card space for an island card, you have one card space for a climate card, and then you have one card space for an ecosystem card. And basically, without getting too much into the details, what these cards do is they determine what your starting hand is in terms of the number of cards you have, the number of pieces of dirt you have, dirt being the main currency that you're using to pay for cards to put them into play. And then it also gives you one color-coded power that corresponds to one of the four main actions you can take during your turns. And then... One thing that I'll say about yeah. those cards before you move on to what's in the main deck is that basically when you put that all together, it basically creates an asymmetric it does. player power for you. And what it I does. thought was really cool in the rulebook is the way they describe it is that there are 20 island cards, 20 climates, 
and 64 ecosystems, which means that there are 2,500, sorry, 25,600 possible starting setups. Yeah. Welcome to nature's diversity. <laughs> so like, you yeah. know, a lot of games will have like a couple different asymmetric player powers. This one, there's over 25,000 possibilities. So already that is, that's a really good sign for replay value. Yeah. Well, and they, and the way they did that was pretty smart. Cause it's like, yeah, you've basically got three different components that you're switching out there mm-hmm. and, th- and you get to choose which side of the card you want to use yes. because each card is double sided with a unique, yes. um, each side has a unique um, power or ability on it. Right. And that's nice, too. So basically, I think in most cases, you're starting with two different color-coded powers. And then your third card is basically an end game scoring goal. And so it's basically just a kind of a set collection thing where you're looking at different categories of the flora and terrain cards that you're going to be putting in your main tableau and you're basically going to score bonus points based on if you're able to meet that objective yeah um and then there'll also be so each person has an ecosystem card that's an end game scoring right card for themselves but in addition to that there are two additional ecosystem cards and four like animal fauna cards that are communal and all right. of those are end game scoring correct um or like achievements that you can um fulfill throughout the game Yes. Which is really cool. And again, yeah. like, there are a ton of different ones to choose from, and they're all double-sided, so no two games are going to have the same objectives. Right. And those are also mostly set collection. But then the the only other thing I want to point out on that is you've got the two ecosystem cards that are communal, and those are, like, not mutually exclusive in terms of scoring. Like, you can both achieve them and max out points if you yeah. both achieve them. Whereas the four animal ones first person there gets the most points and then it's a decreasing scale from there from 15 on down yeah and then also the first person who um completes their grid their four by four tableau and triggers the end game also gets a bonus seven points so that's another objective right um so why don't you just you want to tell us about what's in the main deck the three types of cards yeah so um so we've got as Ed said, three types of cards in the main deck. And these are the cards that we're using to build our main tableau. And this is a four by four grid. So you're going to have at most 16 cards that you're putting in play over the course of the game. And the three different types are, um, first of all, flora Flora. cards. (laughs) And there are many, many flora cards. Yes. So you have tons and tons of different plant life. I mean, I don't know if it's in the book exactly what the percentage is, but I would guess that it may be like 70. More than half, yeah. Like maybe two-thirds to 75% somewhere in that ballpark range is flora. Yeah, that would be my guess too. And so you've got like big trees, like everything from a sequoia. Like then you've got like flowering like more like viney type plants you've Mm -hmm. got bushes or shrubs for the monty python fans out there and then you have fungi i think those are the four kinds yes your favorite yeah based on the game we played last night (laughs) yeah um so the yeah like that's your bread and butter most of the cards you're putting in play in your tab tableau are going to be flora cards Mm -hmm. you also have terrain cards different kinds of landscapes and from what i gathered those are all end game scoring so like the ones or or like abilities or abilities right the last card 
category there is is event cards mm-hmm. and these are i think they are all instantly played so you yeah and they're, draw them they're into your hand benefits and you can play them at any time yeah one time benefits you don't use up an action to play them but you play them and then they go in your discard pile yeah what i like about those as well is um thematically they work because it's yeah. like an event so the cards for example would be like volcanic eruption hurricane right drought right so it works with the theme right and like some of them will give you like well i think a lot of them give you building blocks that you're going to use towards putting your other cards in play Mm -hmm. some of the really good ones might give you a minus a few victory points at the end as a little bit of an offset to the benefit which makes sense because some of like the natural disasters and stuff aren't great yeah for your ecosystems like the the volcanic eruption Minus is two points from you at the end of the game, which kind of makes sense because the volcano probably wrecked some of your mushrooms. Yeah, yeah, probably did. Do you want to get into the different actions yes. that we we can so, take during the game? Basically, the way that Earth works is it's played in rounds, mm-hmm. and each round is com- um, comprised of each player taking one turn. So at the beginning of each round, you will alternate who has the first player token, and then on each person's turn, they will take the active player token. What you're going to do on your turn is you're going to choose one of four actions. So I think this is the reason that this game is being compared very often to games like Wingspan and Arc Nova, um, where you're choosing an action and just following through on it. So in Earth, the first action you can choose is planting. And this is, I won't get into the details of every single thing, but it's basically going to allow you to play cards in your tableau, which you'll pay for dirt and draw cards from the deck and activate all your green color-coded cards in your tableau or on your player board. The second action is composting, which is basically how you get more dirt, which is the current, the main currency of the game. And you can also add cards to your compost pile, which will be worth points. It's kind of like the tucking mechanism in Wingspan. Yeah. And you'll activate your RNG red cards or any multicolor cards you have. The third one, the third action is watering. So kind of like the eggs in Wingspan, this game has sprouts that are these little green cubes that you can pile onto the um, flora cards in your tableau. And it will tell you how many spaces. So it might have like four spaces. You can hold up to four sprouts on it, just like the eggs in Wingspan. So the watering helps you get sprouts and also is a good supplementary way to get more dirt. And then fi- and that lets you activate all your blue powers. And then finally, you have growing, which, again, will help you draw cards from the deck to add to your hand and will also help you grow. So the growing, again, this is kind of similar to the eggs in Wingspan, but there are these really cool wooden um, trees that you can build in this game that have trunks and then canopies on top of them. And each flora card you have will tell you how tall your growth can be, how many pieces right. it can hold. And each component that you put on it will be worth a point. And if you max it out, so if you, if your card, if your like mushroom tells you this can grow to a height of five, if you get it to five, it'll tell you how many points you get for that. So if you get it to five, it might be worth say seven, seven points. Right. Um, so that's it. And that lets you activate all your yellow cards. Yeah. So you have green, 
red, blue, and yellow, and then some are multicolored. Yeah. And then the nice, really cool thing about this game that Wingspan, for example, doesn't do unless you have, like, the pink power birds, is that you're always doing something even on another player's turn. Because any time, let's say it's my turn, if I choose to do the composting action, I get to get five dirt and compost two cards from the deck and activate my oranges. But all other players, even though it's not their turn, also get to compost if they want to, and they will get a lesser version of what I just did. So they'll get yes. to get two dirt or compost two cards in the deck and activate their oranges. Yeah. So you just do that like round after round until someone completes the 4x4 four four grid and then you count up points. That's basically the game. Yeah. And I just want to emphasize again the, I think, ingenuity of this action system for this game just because it reminds me a little bit of scythe just in this narrow part of the game uh-huh. and by that i mean a game like wingspan's really fun but like when you're deciding which of the four actions you're taking you're not really thinking about the other players the other aspect of this is that there's there's an interactive element mm-hmm. to this where like i mean in you you're having to think more than just beyond what you need this turn or the next couple turns right. in the sense that in in scythe you know you can't take the same action two turns in a row so it makes you think a little bit more about every turn and you are not restricted in that way in this game you can do the same action two turns in a row but you are thinking at least i was in the back of my mind when it was my turn i was thinking okay what benefits am i giving the other players yes when or i'm like, choosing my or actions on or on the flip side like, of that exactly yeah like can I, instead of me taking the same action twice to get more dirt, you know, composting twice, I'm looking at your board and you have like two dirt left. So in the back of my right. mind, I'm kind of thinking, okay, he's probably gonna, you're going to get dirt soon. Yeah. You're going to compost. So I'm going to yeah. make sure that I have some nice orange composting powers that will activate when you, when you um, compost. Yeah. And which is cool. And yeah, absolutely. And I did really enjoy that part of the game. Because the different actions seem a little abstract in person, it might be worthwhile, especially since this is audio only, just to like hit again like how they fit together. Because you basically have this compost action that lets you build up dirt currency. Yeah. You then use that currency to do the Planting. plant action to put cards into your tableau. Then you use the blue grow the watering the, and the, the blue water to, to like sprout to put sprouts or growths exactly. on those cards. So then you're upgrading the cards in your tableau with those yeah. last so, two actions. So to like translate that into wingspan language. Yeah. It's like the composting, the getting the dirt is like gaining your food. And mm-hmm. then the planting is like playing a bird. Mm-hmm. And then the watering and the growing are like you I know, mean, different the, variations of laying eggs, basically. Yeah. 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 So, I, yeah, I think that's basically it. I mean, like, there's... That sums it up pretty there's well. There's some, like, obviously some strategies that we could probably get into when we play this game some more, and I'm very excited for that. Um, only other things I would mention is that this game does have a solo mode, and it also mm-hmm. has a team 2v2 mode. Yes. Which seems interesting that I think, based on how it looks, could also be a really creative solution to making sure that, like... 
everyone is active in the game at all times, especially at a higher player count, like a four-player game. So there is one last thing I want to say, and and that is just, you know, we mentioned the water and the grow actions that let you build things up to upgrade your cards on your tableau. Right. But the I do want to emphasize that, like the eggs in Wingspan, those are worth points at the end of the game, but they're not just static things that sit on the cards. You can, over the course of the game, spend them to activate certain powers on certain cards to get in-game benefits before yeah. end-game scoring. That, that's like a valid strategy in yes. the game. And I actually used it in the game we yes. played last night when I played my favorite card, uh, the Giant Sequoia. Yeah. Because the Giant Sequoia, for example... Um, its its power is that when you take the growth action, you can pay two of your sprouts, the little green cubes, to grow four extra that turn. Right. So you're like cashing, you're like giving away one currency to get more of another currency. And yeah. strategically, that's opening back up some of those sprout spaces. So then when you sprout again, you have some open spaces to put things back on it so it's yeah. like you're kind of trying to like manage like you're like when you spend eggs over the course of a game of wingspan yeah but in, i guess in this it's even more like an like a deliberate like currency conversion yeah where you're converting something into something else almost like a like an assembly line yeah you know you're yeah. trying to like make sure that nothing gets too clogged up and everything just keeps flowing to yeah. maximize points yeah um think of the water cycle <laughs> yes perfect um, so that was my little shout out for Giant Sequoia. So, yeah, I mean, I can just quickly go through the scoring just to give a sense. Yeah, it's um, it's right here on the yeah. So it's it's too. the the base value of the card of the base point value of each card in your tableau and your cards on your player board. Yep. Um, the base value of all your events because when you play the events, you keep them in a pile on your player board and then you add up the net total of them at the end. Um. One per card in your compost pile, which again, like the compost pile kind of functions like the tucking in wingspan. It's right. like your own personal discard pile in a way. Which which you're sometimes drawing cards out of to pay for things. Yes. Yes. Um, one per sprout, which again are the little green cubes that are kind of like the eggs. Um, one per trunk of growth that you have. So again, like the growths, if you have one that goes up to five, if you've only done three, That'll only be worth three points. Right. But if you complete it and do all five, your card that you grew it on will tell you how much it'll be worth. So it could be worth seven or something. I would say a rule of thumb, it's usually worth two to three more than the number of, like... Number of trunk units on it. on it, yeah. Um, and then you would do all the bonus points from all the ecosystem objectives you did. And the... Um, objectives, achievements from the fauna cards, yeah, or from finishing your tableau first, and that's basically it. And then there are like five different ways to break a tie, which is kind of funny. Yeah. And one thing I'll say about this scoring is that this is a high-scoring game. Very like, high-scoring. It is like you get so many points for everything. So last night when we played, you won, and you had two hundred points, and I lost with a hundred and seventy-four. And this was our first time first playing, time. Yeah. so presumably so scores go, what, up to 250 maybe? Maybe, because I know definitely in my um, ecosystem, 
it, I wasn't super efficient about it because yeah. for the first half of the game, I was still trying to figure out like what I wanted. And right. by the time I realized what was really going on, I realized that there were some cards that I had already played that weren't yes. super helpful or wouldn't get me a ton of points. Yes. And they weren't contributing to the um, fauna and ecosystem achievements. Right. So who's to say that we'll need more data to find out or, you know, if anyone out there has played, let us know like what your score range was because very interesting um but it was fun it was it was different having like so many points it just made it felt like you were achieving something (laughs) (laughs) yeah um it does make it the uh the accounting a little bit more laborious (laughs) yes at the end of the game when you're Um, tallying things up so obviously this is a brand new game so there are no expansions yet so nothing to talk about on that front and in terms of like strategies or tips for first-time players i mean we only have the experience of first-time players so i don't know how much there is to say on that well but i think we at least have enough to say like oh things i learned i I, things i learned or things i wish i'd realized a couple turns earlier than i did right okay sounds like you have something in mind yeah i think well i mean i felt like with the whole mushroom thing, I just got kind of fortunate that the yes. cards played out the way they did. But I, for the first, for the first row of cards, the first three or four cards I put in play, I wasn't yet thinking too much. I don't think I had, had even really looked at the fauna cards at that point. I was more just looking at like, I mean, kind of like in Wingspan, what are some low point ones that i can get on the board relatively quickly and maybe there's still something to be said for that but i will say because there are so many different end game scoring options i think you maybe have a little bit less latitude i would venture in this game for playing a bunch of low level like engine building cards like you can probably get away with some but you don't want to fill your entire tableau with them or like the the end game scoring is not going to go your way because you only have so much room for spout sprouts and growth and neither of us really had that much trouble maxing those out no yeah i think that's kind of like going back to what i was saying about by the time i realized what was really going on i i had already played filled some of my tableau spaces with cards that i realized i didn't need yeah you know um especially in terms of helping me be able to score points for the fauna and ecosystem achievements that was i think that was what really like hurt my game in a similar vein granted we have not seen all the cards in the deck although Mm -hmm. with the composting you get through a good part of the deck yes even just in a two-player game but i did not see any ways to um take cards out Out of of your tableau once they're in i meant i meant to bring that up with you last night at the end when we were packing it up that that was something that i wished the game had and again like i don't know that it doesn't because there are like almost 400 cards in this deck right um and we maybe got through about a third of the deck including the ones that just went straight to compost so who's to say but in any case it's not a thing it's not a common thing I, I don't really have anything to say in terms of um, strategies. I think 
the best I could do is just the thing we already discussed about um, maybe not don't rush into like playing things that you may not need or playing too many low level things. Mm-hmm. Um, and you also probably don't need to rush with the growth and the sprouts because you'll probably be able to fill a good number of them as the game goes. Yeah. So it might be worth it like waiting, even if the other players are like one or two cards ahead of you in their tableau. Unless you're getting very close to the end, don't panic. You can probably catch up. Yeah, it, it is a bit of a pacing thing, though. I, I would say beginning of the middle of the game, I didn't have any trouble filling up all the sprouts and, like, trunk spots on my cards. Mm-hmm. But then last couple turns, there were a couple I didn't get to because ran out of time. Right. Um, so it's, if there is a time crunch on it, it's at the end of the game. Right. I think as well... Um, when you're looking at like the actions, I think early on you can think that the ones that just let you draw more cards might be underpowered compared to the ones that actively like let you get points by composting or putting down sprouts or growths. But actually, drawing cards can be very, very helpful because again, you can like go through that deck very quickly yeah. and draw like a good number of cards at a time. And you have no um, hand card li- cool exactly. hand limit. And you to can what compost you can them later if you don't want them. Right. But again, if you're trying to build up a certain engine and you don't have what you need, it could very well be worth it to like, you know, not do any sprouts and cash points this turn, but just dig in that deck and get like four f- new cards or something and maybe get what you want that would help you long term. So best of worst of? Yeah. You know, I... You know what? I've been talking a fair bit. Why don't you? Why don't you? Go I felt for like it? I was talking a fair bit. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, best thing. I'm gonna have to go with just like the flexibility of this game. And yeah. I mean that in terms of the different configurations we've already discussed, but also just like how things are always moving. Like. You ne- you're never, like, stuck where you were before. Like, your hand is constantly changing. Mm-hmm. You are always, like, you know, planting new sprouts or growths or drawing cards or composting, even when, even when it's not your turn. So, like, when it was my last turn, oh, I had eight dirt, but you just, on your turn, did something that let me continue to get more dirt. So now, because of your decision, by the time it's my turn again, I can rethink what I was going to do because I'm richer than I was before. Yeah, and so like, and if you're thinking a few turns ahead, you might have even like been like been oh, banking if, on that exactly, which yeah. I I did, but it just goes back to what I was saying about like, um, the difference between this and wingspan, where like, even when it's not your turn, you're still incredibly active, not just in thinking about your future turns, but like you're actively doing things on other people's turns. Hundred percent. I mean, it's 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 piggybacking on what you said, but the just the element of like having the watered down like action benefits that go to the other players, right? I mean, one, like you said, it keeps everyone engaged, which is very nice in terms of like gameplay, not making people wait around, but it also like makes the makes it a little bit of a crunchier decision in terms of like what you're deciding to right. do on a given I guess turn. like is this what you were getting at when you brought up Scythe because Scythe with the enlist action has something very similar to that where when you have the recruits unveiled 
you whenever yes. you take that bottom action or the person to your left or your right does it, you get the benefit. So this is like a step above that, but it's that same principle. One other good thing, okay. yeah, that I wanted to say just because the first one was kind of a repeat of yours in, a, in a, some respects was just the sheer magnitude of different powers on these cards. Like the permutations are almost endless. And like, I think you really, we're just scratching the surface here. Like there's, there's so much that you can do in terms of like the different ways you can pair them, especially because you've got your main tableau and you've got your, island with your like climate and island cards and like you can choose which order you do those things in too so it's like you can you can have actions towards the end turns at the towards the end of the game that chain up quite spectacularly okay this might this might actually lead into what i think might be my worst thing (laughs) okay but (laughs) a little bit of a debate is it is it too much? And what I mean by that is some of the symbols I think are a little bit, I don't know if it's because they're all kind of the same color as well. You mean the iconography? Yeah. That like, it's a lot to keep track of. And some of them, like the weather ones on the terrain card specifically, there's like rain, sunshine, clouds, snow that I basically paid no attention to, even though it would have helped me to pay attention to the sun because of what my power was. Right. But it was just a lot. And then there's like the different types of flora and like, there's so many cards in the deck and they're all unique that I wonder if it's like a little bit too much to keep track of in the same way. I kind Mm. of, grumbled about wayfarers of the south tigris but i think with this one it's not that it's not that the iconography is like abstract in the way that 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 was for the most part but i think that if it looked a little bit more if there was a little bit more like color coding or something like thinking of like the food and wingspan it's not just the different symbols they also have colors it might have been mm-hmm. a little bit more helpful and then i think that just like in as much as we're comparing this to wingspan Wingspan also has, you know, every bird is unique. All the cards are unique. Right. But there's something about that game, and I don't know if it's because you're dealing with animals, that the cards have, or because I've played it so many more times, that there's more of like a personality. Yes, they the feel cards. more personalized. And these, I don't know if it's because you're dealing with like, you know, dirt and <laughs> like leaves. Yeah. That they feel a little bit like samey and disposable. So like you don't care as much if you just throw them into the compost. Um, I don't know. Maybe that is something that's fixed with more plays or maybe I just need to not get emotionally attached to pieces of paper. (laughs) (laughs) No, I hear you. I mean, you raise a good question about whether there are too many things going on in this game. Uh Uh-huh. I... I don't, for me, no. Okay. For me, no. And I think, because I'm actually, I was actually kind of coming at it from the opposite tact. Because I think, I like the variability of the card powers and like the different ways you can pair cards together. But I felt like the scoring for this was maybe watered down. Like each individual point, doesn't have as much 
well, value. Yeah, numerically the point totals in this game are higher. But I guess what I mean is this game, it feels a little bit more like you might have some ver- variability in how you get there. But I mean, just granted, this was just from one playthrough, but like some of the scoring categories we were in, our point totals were virtually the same yes. at the end. And we played it very differently. Very. So I guess it feels like in I some ways... I think specifically the only differences were like you did slightly better on the achievements yes because you got one of the fauna whereas i got the um tableau completion so you got more points from that and then i got more points from composting pile and then the rest of it was like my mushroom bonuses about the same yeah Yeah, and and then you did better in the ecosystem yeah but But i think we but other tied on the growths i think yeah Yeah. and but but yeah other than that it was about the same so i guess in, in that sense like it felt to me like there are there's a flurry of activity going on during the game, but then once the dirt settles at the end, like you kind of got to a lot of the same place. In that, yeah, and I, I wasn't guess sure we'll how have I to figure that out with more plays. Yeah, but yeah, it's something to keep an eye on for sure. But it just seemed like the paths to victory in this one felt a little bit more cookie cutter i mean just to briefly i mean we kind of talked about the artwork up front but in terms of everything else in terms of presentation i really don't have complaints um yeah the components are nice i love the growths the trunks and the canopies they're these really nice wooden towers that you build the green cubes for the sprouts are you know standard green wooden cubes very nice just like the cubes you'd get in like wingspan or something yeah like the action cubes yeah the cards are nice everything is like nicely printed like very high definition images which is nice for the level of detail on some of these cards the landscapes are really gorgeous yeah the landscapes in particular are really nice and then some of the like zoomed in plants like the mushrooms and stuff are very cool yeah um and just like wingspan like there's some cool scientific facts about each card which i think you know nature lovers or teachers or parents or you know whoever would just be very into yeah so it has a good educational science component right um so which game would you say this game is like or vice versa or would you recommend if you like this game i would say vice versa I would say if you enjoyed this game, but, well, I mean, this is a self-serving answer, but if you enjoyed this game, but you wanted the scoring to be, the end game scoring to be a little bit more um, multifaceted than it is um, beyond the, like, sheer number of points, Mm -hmm. um, and you don't mind (laughs) sitting at the game table for a couple of hours, give Ark Nova a shot. Yeah. Just because... I mean, stylistically, the games are are similar. That they at- look so similar. They look it's very similar because, like, they're not from the same. I know publisher or anything, but yeah, the color schemes and everything. They are. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think for me, I, I, I have like seen a lot of people say, like, you know, if you love Ark Nova or even Terraforming Mars, definitely check out this game because it's that in that you have the same like 
the four actions that you choose mm-hmm. from and then like obviously the theme and the presentation is so similar i think for me having played both i think i prefer this um just because i think that prefer this over arc nova yes because mm. i think that arc nova did for me personally overstay its welcome like i love the game mm. but it was just a little bit too long for what it was like you, i think i would rather play earth twice than play arc nova once do you think on most days like there are probably some days where i'd be you know more in the arc nova mood but i think overall yeah. if i had to choose one this would be the one i mean for the quibbles i did raise like realistically especially like with family and friends that like mm-hmm. aren't you know living breathing board games this one is much easier to to teach to teach yeah which kind of like so my game recommendation is gonna be no surprise um wingspan yeah and i mean i don't think i'm gonna need to explain wingspan to anyone who's listening to this but the reason why i think wingspan in addition to the mechanics being similar and you know the nature theme is that one thing that i was a little bit surprised by with my initial play of earth was that i thought that this would be wingspan level complexity and i still think that wingspan is the easier game to teach and the easier and quicker game to play probably would you agree with that and i i I think like because this is somewhere in between wingspan and arc nova yes and that's nice yeah like at least it's filling its own you know niche area and it's claiming that territory for like you know a slightly more heavy nature game maybe it's closer to everdell yeah um, i i would but it just i it would just, agree with you on I'm that kind of like i'm happy about that because i wouldn't have wanted this to like dethrone wingspan for me or like challenge wingspan that way and i'm i'm okay with it having with each of those games having a different zone yeah you know so you want to give final rating your, well, I guess your initial rating of Earth. Yeah. It's not a final rating. Yeah. I think my initial rating for Earth is going to be a seven and a half. I enjoyed it, and I'm very eager to play it again. I I think once I have a better sense of, like, the replay value playing through this a few more times, and, like, I mean, I know in my head that that exists and yes. that that's there. But I think tangibly experiencing it, that could shift. Yeah, what it looks like in but, actual but play. I But I think, like, for me, this is just a personal preference. Like, I I gravitate a little bit more towards the, you know, s- slightly crunchier, like, Arc Nova-type experience. I will say, though, I'm, I'm less certain about this rating than I am for some of the other ones I've given. I think well, this one sense. could it's, be more subject to change. Plate. Yeah. Yeah. So one day we'll do a Earth Revisited, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Expansions. Or something. Oh man, what was that? Oh, I was gonna do another movie reference, but never mind. You never know. Maybe I'll know it. What was the uh, the Will Smith and his son were in that Earth movie? Nope, don't know it. <laughs> okay. Um. So I'm gonna go with an eight. Um. And again, I think this has potential, most likely to grow. Um. To be higher than an eight with more plays i don't see it dropping below an eight but for now i think an eight is comfortable definitely like this game glad i have it no desire to get rid of it excited to play it again yeah 
yeah yeah it's 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 definitely a fun one and i mean what better way to celebrate earth day than to play a game that is literally called earth literally called yep, earth where you're collecting dirt yeah and you got you got bonus points for biking over to the game store to get it yeah still couldn't win the game though well i mean that's okay next time next time all right well on that note yeah thanks for joining us on this uh ecological adventure and uh for yeah a little throwback to the captain planet days of the 90s and maybe uh our next episode will actually be the one that we had in mind before earth conceivably yes conceivably and but i guess we'll just have to wait till next week and the this is the perfect send-off because i looked up the name of that will smith movie and it's after earth so that that would be a good name for like a sequel it would they ever did like a post-apocalyptic yeah version. With like radioactive <laughs> like fungus and stuff <laughs> yeah yeah um, on that note thank you for tuning in to this dirt-filled sequoia canopied episode of the global gamers podcast yeah and we will be back next week yeah see you next week thanks again <laughs>